Welcome into the Fairweather Podcast, where we discuss all things San Diego Loyal Soccer Club. Hi, everyone. We're live. Just want to mention right off the top that we are brought to you by the beautiful game network on BGN.FM as well as sponsored by Roughneck Scarves, who are the official sponsor of MLS, USL, national team, all sorts of shenanigans, and they do custom scarves. Hit them up if your team or group needs custom scarves. I don't know how excited you are. I am super stoked today uh, because we will have a guest joining us later. Um, We're going to ask him some questions. We got some questions from uh, you guys on the interwebs. Uh, We're going to have some fun with him. He has his own podcast uh, I think it's called BSI now. Uh, so we'll be really excited to uh, welcome in Sal, the first signing from SD Loyal, a little bit later. Uh, but first, Marissa, how are you? Yes, I'm well. Thank you for asking. How are you? <laughs> Things are good. Spent a weekend in LA and I'm glad to be back in San Diego. Chris, oh, how you were in LA too? Oh, so was unfortunately, I. you were having more fun than I was, I guarantee it. Yes, I was, I was at an LAFC match and I did see that. Pretty fun. And I, I met that. some podcast people, which was really interesting. Yeah. Yeah. They're uh shout out to the Defenders of the Bank. They are mm-hmm. LAFC fans and Mets fans, which Ooh. are what are the odds? I'm sitting next to them. So that's a weird combo. <laughs> really awesome. Weird combo. Cool. Chris, mm-hmm. how are things going with you? Hey man, things are going good. Gotta give a shout out to the uh, Red Devils of San Diego. Um, of course, I'm rocking this scarf right here. I am kind of waiting for my uh, my loyal scarfs. So as soon as I get those, oh. it'll be I'll be real good. And we know when those will be available. Uh, yeah, so, uh, the supporter scarves. Seven. Yeah, they're doing a, mm-hmm. the scarf reliefs kind of hang on February seventh. Uh, if you between now and Sunday uh, become a member, purchase season tickets, uh, or just purchase season tickets, the previously announced closed. Um, preseason match is technically <laughs> open. Uh, if you become a season ticket member uh, or season ticket holder uh, before the game, I believe you'll get a VIP invite. Uh, I fill mine out today. I will be there to check out the first preseason match. It'll be noon on Sunday. Uh, I believe you get a plus one, maybe. Uh, I think it might be depending. Oh, really? on, I there had two names for there was a name for a guest, so I'm assuming you might get a plus one if you oh. have one of those. Uh, so if you don't have your season ticket, here's another reason to go out and buy your season ticket this week. Uh, so you can go to that preseason friendly against FC Dallas in Chula Vista. So check yes. those things out. And then the scarves come out later next week. If you've ordered your uh, supporter scarves, uh, they do have some deals where if you buy one, uh, you, there's a discount uh, one for, I believe, getting a second one. Uh, and I believe there's some discounts for uh, the members, uh, they get some extra uh, percentages off shenanigans. Uh, so please check those out. Um, talk to those guys. Uh, we are trying to get them onto the pod eventually uh, to chat about kind of how things have been developing. Uh, like we're going to talk about the team. We like to talk about the supporters group because they're all kind of in the same boat. Uh, so how excited are you guys for this upcoming friendly? Well, it'll be nice to see them actually play a game. I don't. I, I'm gonna have to get the report from you, Alan, because I will not be able to be there. I'm gonna be out of the country, but definitely uh, want to hear from everyone who will be there to uh, see how it is on the field. 
So, or on the pitch, whatever you want to call it. You I'm do. still getting used to the vernacular. <laughs> you do you. I, I think it's a pitch. I think I know it's a pitch when it comes to like European and like World Cup. So I don't know. It was weird that I said filled. Um, I am a giant music nerd, so I do not judge people based on not understanding sports <laughs> terms because I do it all the time. Uh, so don't you worry. I call them uh, football rehearsals. So I do that one a lot. Yeah. So yeah, we call things the wrong yeah. name. I mean, we at least have, have the grace to forgive some people and then be like, it's, we call it a bitch. And then you're like, I'm still going to call it a field. What about yeah, you, Chris? Offense. Oh, right. Offense. <laughs> Offsides is another one that people get. Defense. That's the best when I hear that at a soccer match is like defense, defense. I'm like, what is going on here? <laughs> ah, people bring their prior experience and then they learn as they go. Chris, how are you hyping this new uh, the, the preseason friendly? Hey, man, I honestly am a little bit jealous. I think you're going to have to have the uh, the camera facing out <laughs> so I can I can catch a glimpse as well. Um, yeah. Anytime you can go to a closed friendly, which I have not been to, but of course those are that's like the biggest thing right there. So um, I'm I'm gonna rely on you to be my eyes and ears. But again, if you want to just bust out that little, <laughs> I'm definitely good with that. Um, I, I no will do. To know. I will do what I can. I'll definitely take some notes uh, so we have something to kind of chat about. Obviously, with some a lot of these preseason friendlies, they're trying people out in different places on the pitch. Um, you know, it's hard to really break things down because FC Dallas is probably sending out trialists. We're probably sending out trialists. Uh, so it's really hard to like get an idea of how they want to play. They might go pretty bland, uh, a pretty straight formation that everyone kind of knows, maybe not the formation they're going to use, uh, but definitely, um, it'll be hard to kind of gain anything besides actually just getting to see him on the pitch, um, which I am stoked about. Uh, another big announcement today, uh, us open cup. Anyone see that? Yeah, yeah. for sure. So it's uh, it's away versus Los Angeles Force on April seventh at Cal State LA. Anyone gonna make that trip? What what day is it again? April seventh. It's on the April seventh. Yes, that is uh, a Tuesday. Yeah, I actually might be able to make that. I I have my schedule booked out till the end of March right now, but uh, I don't think April seventh is booked up. So yeah, definitely. It is a Tuesday. Oh, Chris, are you going to fly out and fly back? <laughs> yeah. You never, you just never know with me. And so as long as one of you guys is down to pick me up and drop me off, uh, then yeah. anything is possible. I mean, Ooh, Cal State LA, I'm sure it's not that. super far away from, I shouldn't say it's super far away. Everything in LA seems super far away. Uh, <laughs> but Probably better to fly into San Diego and just ride Yeah, up. just ride up. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, so it's the first ever Open Cup uh for SD loyal. Uh, and we will be, uh, kind of breaking it down the, probably the podcast or two before we play, just depending on when we record. Uh, so you, we won't have anything right now because it just got announced. Uh, funny thing about the open cup, like you watch champions league and they're like, it's 10 o'clock Eastern time draw. And it like starts like here. They announced someone was asking what time they're like, um, sometime maybe don't know. It's not, camera filmed it's not produced we just announce it maybe sometime today uh so open cup um we'll break it down we'll talk about it uh when it gets a little bit closer there is a really cool history uh behind it uh, anything you guys want to add about open cup 
LA Force, Nisa. Well, I'm definitely familiar with LA Force. Um, they used to be in the PDL, right? Or they moved over to, I remember the strike, not strike force, but force um, when they played. So I don't know. They were really good. They were probably the top, I think, what they beat us in the, when we, when I was working with the battalion. So, or surf, I don't remember, but yeah, it'll be interesting because the loyal will already have some experience under their belts and mm -hmm. playing time. Mm -hmm. So it'll be interesting to see how that plays out. I think, I think one of the things that I saw today, and, and, uh, and you may have seen it too, but obviously California's got the most teams in, in the Open Cup. I think I saw, what, was it like 19? Was yeah. that the total count? I didn't see the number, but I know it was a lot, and it's the most teams ever qualify for the Open Cup. So it's a big tournament. Right. So definitely it's, it's holding it down for sure. Um, Open Cup, uh, what can I say? Get ready for some midweek football. Get ready for... Um, if you're, you know, if the team, you know, it can, can go Saturday, Wednesday, Saturday, Wednesday, uh, I mean, it's, it's epic and, you know, it definitely will test out the, uh, the match fitness of, of the players. Um, you know, so whether or not Loyal's roster gets any bigger or if this is, or what they have is it, um, you know, it's just going to come down to how they can kind of bounce between, uh, Open Cup and USL Championship, and you know, it's definitely proven to be a lot on players. Uh, it could definitely change their position and the table quickly. So, yeah, you just it it challenges your fitness and your depth. If you have a deep team, um, you can maybe put together a, a really solid B team to play early uh, to save some of your A team's legs. Uh, it seems to be what Phoenix might be trying to do with some of their depth uh, signings in the off season. Although uh, there is a vocal uh, detractors from uh, USL teams doing, trying to make a good cup run uh, because of the lasting effect that it's had on a couple teams. Uh, it's been a minute since um, a USL team even made it um, into the final four. Uh, they think that the best ones consistently, it's like top uh, last 16, last eight. Um, so it is incredibly difficult. Um, but it's kind of fun if you get that big matchup because it's regional. So there's a chance, a slight chance, but there's a chance that Loyal will be playing uh, a Galaxy, an LAFC, uh, one of those uh, bigger boys. Um, last year, I think it was Orange County Football Club, which is a division lower than soccer club. Uh, they beat Orange County, and then they went to Vegas and beat Vegas. And I believe ended up playing Galaxy, and they ended up usually Galaxy uh, used a lot of their USL guys. Um, that's why the two teams don't compete in the Open Cup. Um, but they had a chance to go to LA and take on an MLS club. Uh, so it's it happened last year in SoCal. It could definitely happen this year. So uh, something to look forward to. Uh, it starts April seventh for uh, Loyal. It's already going on right now uh, for some of the lower leagues. Uh, you also have some uh, South Bay teams as well. I think ASC San Diego is one of them, and I think mm -hmm. um, Chula Vista FC. yeah, the Chula Vista FC. So there's a couple local San Diego teams that you can check out play uh, if you want to get all in. And like I said, we'll we'll go a little more in depth about uh, history and set up uh, kind of that week of or week before April seventh. All right, we're going to transition to. Um, 
kind of highlight um, a couple of the signings that we've had, especially some of the ones that are uh, recognized by USL. Uh, USL put out a, um, a thing about signings for each club, kind of the most important. And uh, without any surprise, uh, Joe Greenspan and uh, Rimpara ended up on that list. Um, yes. Any of you guys have anything you want to uh, talk about Greenspan, Para, uh, just talk about, you know, what they'll mean, might mean for the club. Um, if you watch them play history, any of that stuff, anything you guys want to. That's all you I mean, need. <laughs> well, I mean, Irvin Parra played for uh, Las Vegas Lights last year. And so, um, you know, I didn't get to see him play initially um, just because that was the week when he, I think he was suspended for a couple of games. And it kind of followed shortly with the, uh, you know, I'm not getting paid comment. And uh, and then from there, it was like, it was, what, minor controversy in the USL. But he basically sat the match that I would have saw him play. And, you know, and so that was unfortunate. But he's one of the team, it was one of the team's top scorers last year, for sure. I mean, he, he can run amok. And I think he's definitely a dangerous player. Uh, so definitely for San Diego Loyal, I mean, they're, they're, uh, they're in a good position to have Para up up front for them, um, so that's that's definitely a benefit. Yeah, he was uh, thirty one games, fifteen goals, uh, so that's <laughs> that's pretty pretty significant. Um, you know, you're you, you I don't uh, I'm looking up trying to find a goal breakdown because obviously if you score fifteen goals, it's pretty successful. Hopefully, those weren't like three hat tricks. But uh, I do remember him scoring uh, quite frequently um, and uh, kind of Las Vegas definitely took some steps forward last year. Um, Maybe not as many as they would hoped to have gone, uh, but they scored 46 goals last year um, and 15 of those were para. Uh, So that's a big loss for them. Led the team um, with 15. Yeah. Well, on top of that too, Alan, um, if you remember the style of play for Las Vegas, it's it's like jackals out there on the pitch. I mean, Las Vegas's pitch definitely, you know, is well trimmed, you know, so the ball moves very fast. But they definitely did play uh, more of putting pressure on teams so that they would have to put it in the air, you know. And and Las Vegas was, like I said, very much just jackals on the pitch. You know, it was very fast style play. Um, at times they pressed, but other times they were just very loose off of the opponent um, just to get them to try to take shots a lot sooner. And then they just go back and just put it in the air. And it was it was just a speed game. Uh, you know, a lot of teams kind of, you know, struggled with catching up to that, too. Yeah, they were very, uh, very consistent at home. Uh, tough team to beat at home. Uh, didn't do so well on the road, um, but uh, they won 11 games last year um, and uh, Irvin Parra was a huge, uh, huge part of that. Uh, and on the other side of the ball, you signed the USL Defender of the Year for last season in Joe Greenspan. Uh, and I think a lot of people, like if you asked, you know, people who cover USL who San Diego's biggest signing in the offseason was, it would be like without a hesitation, Joe Greenspan. Um, brings a lot of defensive uh, talent. Uh, played for Bob Lilly last year. Um, who Bob Lilly is known for his defensive teams. Uh, he's kind of, uh, they call it Lilly ball, where it's like if you score more than one goal a game, you get in trouble kind of thing. Um, 
So it was, the East is very much more defensive, so it'll be interesting to see uh, what kind of mentality he brings into San Diego. Uh, not sure how they're going to play yet, um, but having him on that, anchoring that back line uh, in front of whoever the goalkeeper might be uh, is a huge, huge, huge signing. Yeah, something else about the East versus the West last year. Do you remember? Do you remember like the disparity on the table? You know, between the West, like the West was like every team was pretty much like neck and neck, point to point. But in the East, it was very clear like who like the top ten were. Yeah, the East is very top heavy. Uh, you got you know these four heavy hitters uh, and Red Bulls too in Tampa Bay, in um, Pittsburgh, uh, and Louisville. Uh, those were kind of um, – am I missing one? Someone's going to be mad at me if I miss one. Um, <laughs> but you have these, like, real big boys that throw weight around, and they're – I mean, they're kind of 1A teams as far as, you know, second division. These, I mean, Louisville with their brand-new stadium, they don't mess around. They play like a, a big boy soccer team. Uh, and you got these big heavy hitters, and then you have a lot of teams that kind of linger around the bottom. Your Swap Park Rangers now, which is um, Sporting Kansas City two or whatever. Right. Uh, mm-hmm. So you have some of the bottom bottom teams. West seems to be uh, deeper. Like outside of Phoenix last year, um, kind of those two through eight teams, uh, and I would throw El Paso. Um, or sorry, yeah, New Mexico in that too. Um, they it was knockdown drag out. Like you didn't know who's gonna beat who. Uh, it was kind of a deeper league, maybe not as um, heavy, but definitely um, a deeper league as far as kind of that middle pack. Um, and then we have uh, the first signing in loyal history, um, and that was always gonna be a significant signing. Um, it's always going to be one that people are going to remember. Um, and we're excited uh, to be able to talk to him uh, and ask him some questions about uh, some serious questions about how things are going uh, and maybe throw some curveballs at him. Uh, he did used to play baseball, uh, center field. Center fielder, uh, center fielder. So we're going to, we're going to get, yeah, how's it going? We're going to uh, chat with, uh, this is Sal Zizzo. Um, and Hi, Sal. Hey, guys. Welcome Thanks in. Thanks for having me. Yeah, of course. Um, it's exciting to uh, see kind of a, a local signing. I know it's a big thing in USL to try to bring in some local talent um, and to connect to that local community. Now, um, to come in and build something from scratch has got to be pretty uh, exciting, but also a little bit you know, a little bit scary. Um, how has that been going lately, both on and off the pitch? Uh, it's been good. I mean, uh, as our assistant coach, Carrie, would like to say, it's team one problems, um, you know, li- little things, right? I mean, uh, you kind of have to figure it out as you go, as they say, you know, build a plane while it's in the air type thing. Um, so there's a little bit of that, but as far as the commitment to work and the, um, everyone's been super, you know, respectful and, and understanding to the whole process, but yeah, I mean, it's, it's very exciting and it's, it's, it's fun in general. That's that's really awesome to hear. Yeah, we um we're happy to have you on and and I actually listened to your um your podcast 
earlier yeah. today. Um, oh, did you? Yes. <laughs> it was interesting to hear yeah. your perspective and how your backstory and how you were doing real estate before this and all that. <laughs> yeah. So, a spot, a spot open at the office, right? Yeah, yeah. right. Uh, yeah, my buddy Benny was uh, asking about that. But uh, no, yeah, it was it was a strange, <clears throat> you know, six months. But, um, you know, it kind of made me appreciate playing soccer again a little bit. Um, you know, it's never easy for a guy that's played professionally for, for a number of years to then have to transition into a, a normal job and somewhat try to find, you know, your next passion in life. Um, so it was something, you know, I enjoyed and I tested out, but, uh, I think once I got out of it, you know, I started to get that itch more and more to kind of get involved with soccer again. So yeah, when Landon approached me about coming here, it was, yeah, it was a no brainer. Awesome. That's really cool. Yeah. Um, Chris, I think you had a question you wanted to ask. I definitely did. So, so being a player with like a career tenure full of top level experience, um, how do you navigate the veteran player complex uh, to aspire other players in the locker room? Yeah, <clears throat> I mean, I think more so than ever, my role's a little bit different here uh, than it has been in the past. I think when you're a young player, you have you know tons of ambition to to take your game to the next level and you always want to, uh, always get the playing time and, um, you know, always try and impress and, and you kind of worry about yourself a little bit more. You, you do worry about your team, but you're, you're all about kind of taking your game to the next level. And I think right now in my life, um, you know, I don't want to go anywhere. I don't want to be anywhere, but here, um, I'd love to help bring a lot of the younger talent we have on our team to kind of further, further them along to, whatever aspirations they have in the future. Um, so it is a different role, but I, I'm more, you know, helping those players grow, but at the same time, I want to win, you know, um, being in San Diego, we, we want to have a winning franchise, which we haven't really been successful at. Although I've been watching San Diego state men's basketball right now. And I've been a, been a big fan since 2010 for them. And, and they're on a nice little run. So yeah, they just crushed New Mexico tonight, which is pretty cool. Oh, awesome. I'm glad. Thanks for giving us the update. I wasn't. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and that, you know, Sal, that seems like that's definitely going to prove to be beneficial, especially with the Open Cup. I mean, playing, mm -hmm. you know, even more matches than than just the regular USL championship season. So definitely your experience seems like it's going to help guys pull through. Yeah. And I, and I think, you know, to go off that, too, with the young talent we have, I mean, uh, you know, they haven't announced a lot of the players still yet but i'm sure that's coming in the future but uh we do have a lot of young talented players and um some players that i think can take their game to the next level and um this you know could be a stepping stone for them that's that's good I, i'm excited to see uh i won't be able to make the match this weekend um but i'm gonna be out of town but i, I will definitely get a report from alan so yeah it will be interesting um so we do this thing. Um, we ask some random questions just because we we kind of want to go off off the regular questions that you get mm -hmm. every time. So we uh, have this question um, for you: What's a bigger accomplishment in your career, being the first player to sign to Loyal, or being our first guest? Oh, that's, <laughs> that's tough. That's tough. I would say. I would say. Oh man. Uh, I'd have to say loyal. Apologies to you guys. That's <laughs> all right. No, I would yeah, take that one too. I mean, it's so. been it's it's pretty exciting. I mean, 
everybody, you know, wishes they could play for their hometown. And so like, it's just kind of overwhelming. And and the coaching staff and the front office, they've shown me like a ton of respect, maybe more so than I deserve. And um, it's just been really cool that, you know, they can have me be the first signing and uh, have all my friends and family reach out and and be super pumped about the upcoming Mm -hmm. season. Yeah, that, that's definitely a cool aspect. You connect with us and you probably have some of the same um, interests that we have at, when it comes to sports. I, I definitely did some scoping out on your timeline mm-hmm. years back when that, that other team was here. So we definitely identify with that. Yeah. <laughs> um, so we got a question from someone on Twitter um, that I want to put up here um, from Bump Kick Spike. And I don't know if you know about this, but he said, tell us about Zizzo's S2 and the World Famous <laughs> Meatball Sub. So, yeah, so <laughs> I can kind of go out about that. So when I was in Portland, um, uh, my first, no, maybe my second year there in Portland, they have a very cool like food cart scene there in downtown. Mm-hmm. And um, I had one of my best friends from San Diego as well. He moved out to Portland and he was kind of looking for work and um may you know as you guys may or may not know my family has restaurants down in little italy um Mm -hmm. kind of the buzalaki family chain Mm -hmm. and so that's always kind of been you know in the back of my mind and um when that whole scene it just kind of all came together we were just talking about we should we should do a food cart you know maybe call it zizo's fc maybe do like you know the pun off food cart but also you know football club Mm -hmm. um you know, and kind of make it like maybe a thing that the, a lot of the Timbers fans can come to before games. And um, it had a decent little following and, and the food was actually pretty good. Uh, unfortunately, he had to move. And then, uh, and, you know, six months after that, I got traded. So, um, yeah. you know, we got rid of it. But who knows? I'll talk to upper management about maybe bringing it uh, before to some of the, the USD games uh, at the Trail Stadium. Yeah. So. Well, that'd be interesting. Yeah, that'd be cool. Talk about fan engagement. Right? Yeah. <laughs> Um, I have a question, and uh, I'd like to know if you call it gravy or sauce. Sauce all day. Okay. Um, yeah, I think gravy is more like the, what is it, like the East Coast kind of okay. Guido, Guido term for it. Right. I don't know. Sunday, the Sunday gravy or something like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. I'm more into the <laughs> traditional uh, sauce. Okay. okay. Um, Chris, you have one too? Oh, yeah, I got one. I got one just for you, Sal. So uh, what what are three things that most, if not all, Italians keep in their fridge? So, um, man, that's a good question. Uh, maybe a little tomatoes, right? I mean, not in the fridge, I guess. Tomatoes. I like to keep them in the fridge, personally. I like them a little bit colder, but my mom will always get on me about keeping them out. It's the, it's the correct way to do it. Um, you got to always have, like, a little bit of cheese, maybe, like, a buffalo mozzarella type thing. Um you know, I like to have that. Um, I like to have also some sparkling water, like a San Pellegrino or something. Perfect. You know? Okay. Yeah. They kind of put that on the center of the, the table at restaurants. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. What else? And then typically, so I've been actually doing this vegetarian thing for six months. My wife's actually vegan. So, um, but before all that, I love salami. So I used to have that always mm-hmm. in my fridge. I like where he's going with this. I think yeah. I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna buy those four things this week, and I'm just gonna yeah. munch on have cheese on my tomato. There you go. With a little bit with a little salami, and then have Put a little balsamic olive oil, some Pellegrino. Mm-hmm. Okay. I already ate dinner. Like and I'm like, I'm ready to go around too with dinner with all those food <laughs> right? eggs. Sounds yeah. good. That sounds good. I have to hook that up That's next awesome. time. Um, um, we have some questions here on YouTube. Um, have 
you've seen the jerseys. <laughs> uh, actually, Ooh. no. So I have actually no, wait, no, I no, I have not. I saw so I saw the training tops before um, before they were given to us, but um, the jerseys, no, I have not. They've been pretty um, secretive about that. I I think mm-hmm. it has to do a little bit about um, the front sponsor that's going to be on it. I think right. they're still kind of in talks about that, but um, I know it's Adidas, so it should be cool. Yeah, <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not too sure. They're actually going to show it to give a little player sneak peek the other day, but uh, that got uh, nixed, so hmm. uh, that that didn't happen. Interesting. Yeah, awesome. I know that's kind of like the next like un un uh, reveal that everybody's kind of waiting for. Right. right. Kids um, on the other half of the Jared team. Jimenez also has one question. His question. Uh, you can see it on the Ooh. screen. He's going to bring Benny File Haber to San Diego. Yeah, so he's the the, the co-host of my podcast. That's yeah. uh, you know, a free agent right now. Um, yeah. You know, I'm always kind of um, asking him about that. I think if he was a hometown guy and San Diego was where he wanted to be, I think it would be a no-brainer for him as well. Um, mm-hmm. But I think I, he's a little bit older than me. He's just turned 35, so he's kind of still figuring out if he uh, even wants to play. Um, anymore i'm sure if the right opportunity in the mls he'd he'd jump on it he still wants to but um he doesn't want to just go to any old league or any old team you know so yeah it sounded like he wanted to play based on the podcast you guys were on i mean landon knows him pretty well too so uh Mm -hmm. you know if you guys have him on you can ask him okay (laughs) (laughs) you mean Uh, you mean he's never been to san diego and knows how great it is like maybe like a summer signing no i know he would love it but um i he's because he's from la so i mean you know it's just a hop skip and a jump but um yeah i I, I really don't know his plans he's pretty good on like uh you know commentating and stuff so if he if he doesn't play um in the mls i think he might go in that direction nice cool awesome Alan, did you have one more thing you want to talk about, or um, just as far as like building? When we talked. I talked about building culture a little bit earlier on off the field. The team. Is there anything you want uh, supporters <laughs> or uh, people who are following the team to know, like kind of what we should bring and kind of what you're hoping as players, like what you need from the fans uh, and supporters? Yeah, I I would just say, and I mean, and you guys know this. Um, you know, obviously the the quantity of people we have is going to be what's going to, you know, drive the environment at the stadium. You guys are going to have, you know, your group of guys, um, and that may start small. It may not. Um, but the more we can invite just the casual person who's maybe never been to a game and they come out and they see this environment of singing and scarves Mm -hmm. and whatever you guys have planned TIFOs Mm -hmm. to some extent. Um, I think that'll really kind of keep them, keep them coming. And, And the more we can grow it, um, I think the more success the club will have. Um, and I think you guys will be able to feed off, you know, our style of play. I think we're going to be very fast paced and going at teams. We're not going to be a team that's going to sit back and, uh, especially at home, you know, so, right. um, you know, feed off that energy and, and try and bring the, the fan base up and keep growing numbers and, and keep going. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Well, yeah. anything- I think my goal every time I go to a game is bring someone who's never been to a game or, yeah. Yeah, and by the end of the season, you'll have brought you know fifty yeah. people because you'd hope they'd come to every game after that. You yeah, know, so definitely. Anything you want to anything you want to plug? <laughs> uh, I mean, yeah. If you're checking out this podcast, if you want to check out uh, my podcast, BSI the podcast, um, you can find it pretty much anywhere: um, Apple, Spotify, that whole bit. So um, yeah, check that out. But 
um, yeah, I'm excited for this season and, you know, thanks for, for having me on the hair guys. And, uh, yeah. We really appreciate your time and, uh, we'll definitely be seeing you at USD and maybe on the road. Yeah, absolutely. Bring the numbers, bring the numbers guys. (laughs) Thank you for your time. All right. Take care. Bye. See ya. So lots of good info there. Uh, some inside information on how the team's building, uh, some cool stories from uh, some backstories, and maybe a future uh, Sal Zizzo restaurant slash food truck food slash. Truck. Yeah, I'm all in on that. Right? I'm like picking style, like yeah, like I'm like envisioning bringing a, like a, a blanket somewhere and like having like Pellegrino and like meat <laughs> and cheese board and stuff. Chris knows about my meat and cheese board, so <laughs> I know I know all about right that now, uh, charcuterie. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Which I learned this week that charcuterie, the word is just meats, cold meats, cooked meats. Right. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. But like I did research because on, on Twitter people were like, Oh, isn't charcuterie just meat? And I'm like, No, but it's meat and cheese. But the apple on your yeah. board was legit. Yes, dried apple. Yeah, but <laughs> When it's charcuterie board, then you can add more stuff. So okay. I learned that this week. The stuff so. that can, can I just say though, like on <laughs> on the record that uh I really am down to go and just buy a tomato from the store right now. <laughs> and, then, and then just cut cut out the inside and right? put like all kinds of buffalo, what do you say, mozzarella, buffalo, mozzarella, yeah, and salami up in there, you know, mm-hmm. and then yeah. just fully chow down. Maybe the next episode I'll do yeah. that, and then I'll have and my Pellegrino. Right? It's called the Zizo. It's called the Zizo. <laughs> so, like, so instead of like okay. or, instead of orange slices during half times yeah. at Fairweather or at a oh. Loyal game, we can do some tomato and mozzarella yeah. snacks because we don't need oranges. Yeah. We're not playing. We're cheering. But I right. don't know. There's some. There's lots of possibilities. Welcome to the Fairweather hey. Foodcast. You yeah. never know. <laughs> you never yeah. know. It's a thing. Buffalo mozzarella. I'm getting that. Zizo tomatoes. Right? Who knew? Yeah. Who knew that that would be the uh, breaking news from this podcast? I think. <laughs> I think we nailed it. I think we nailed it. And I, I haven't had did. dinner yet, so thanks. Right. Thanks. Right. It's the. You're welcome. I think we got the title yeah. of the show: Fairweather Foodcast. Um, well, there it is. <laughs> that's, the, uh, that's the bonus episodes. We'll do, right. We'll do like live, like uh, you know, c- cooking recipes and like guide people through that, like. Well, who knew that he would throw three ingredients together that you could actually do something with? That was mm-hmm. that was going to be the biggest mm-hmm. thing to me, you know? Yeah, right. Awesome. Yeah. <laughs> so, so again, thanks, Al, for coming on. Uh, I do, I do want to encourage you to check out his podcast. Um, yes, it's super cool. It's uh, player interviews, it's coach interviews, um, or okay. former player interviews, I should say. Um, really good info. Uh, really pretty good banter um, and. It's uh, it's a fun little soccer listen uh, that isn't kind of your nuts and bolts tactical yeah. stuff. There's yeah, um, <laughs> transitioning. Uh, we've been doing kind of a series on team highlights. Uh, tonight's probably going to be a little bit quick and short, not nearly as in depth as some of the last mm-hmm. ones. I do want to start with a correction from last episode. I mentioned that Portland plays in the same stadium. Uh, T2. Uh, that's actually not correct. There's a new agreement this year. Uh, the corrections department hit me up. Uh, there's a new agreement this year uh, that Portland Timbers 2 is playing uh, at a different location, but 
you can still make a weekend out of it. So that point still stands. Uh, enjoy Portland. Enjoy those food trucks that Sal was talking about. Um, and check out <laughs> Portland and Portland. Um, and then T2. Uh, it's, I think it's like an hour away. It's not too terribly far. Um, so <laughs> I know I saw what you did there. What? What? T two, not too terribly. Oh, there you go. <laughs> I, it was accidental. I don't know. I didn't realize I was that good. Uh, so we got three teams. We got three teams for you tonight. Um, we're gonna hit them pretty hard and quick. We've already talked about one a little bit, and that is yeah. Las Vegas Lights. Uh, yeah, I did want to add that. So if you didn't know, we're playing Las Vegas Lights for our first home match on March 7th. And then we play them again in August in Vegas. So if you want to bear the heat, <laughs> a summer heat of Vegas in August, then road trip it is to Vegas. Loyal versus Lights. Um, you'll probably, there's a good chance you'll see some of their crazy promotions, which last year they had tons of them, like pool parties on the side of the pitch, uh, foam parties, all of that. This has been their thing, their stick. So we'll see how that plays out this year. But they actually, um, so they have, they had, last year they had Irvin Parra, like you guys said, 15 goals, 31 games. Um, but now he's on the loyal, so hopefully he does the same, if not better, on loyal and scores all the goals for us. And um, they just had a practice, an open practice or training session to get more players. So they haven't really. I checked their uh, their site, and they didn't really do a lot of like player promotion. So I don't know if that was strategic or it's just not time yet. Maybe they're going to start doing it in February. Um, but they have. That's about it. And then they're asking fans today. They're asking fans to like come up with promotions for this year. So I don't know if those ideas were from fans last year. Do you guys know? Or was it the team and now they want the fans to come up with these ideas? I have no idea, but it'll be interesting. I see. mean, it, it honestly seems like I don't know if, if last year's promotions were, were from the fans, but yeah. honestly, if you once anytime you have a club asking the fans to come up with stuff, yeah, I mean it, it's bound to be a good idea. I mean, yeah, just look at USL one a forward Madison. I mean, the guys they put out like a gravy boat with their logo like burned into it, you know, for Thanksgiving time. And they even sent out potatoes. People bought potatoes so that they could have, have sold merch in every state. Um, I own one of those potatoes, and I also own one of those gravy boats. <laughs> okay, so I guess it's a good strategy. Um, who knows what these Las Vegasins? I don't know how Las Veg Las Vegoans. I don't know how do you call them? People from is Vegas. It Las Ve- is, it La- is it Las Vegans? Las Vegasins or Vegans? <laughs> like it's like like it's like close to vegans, right? It's right. Vegas. Oh, yeah, Las Ve- Las Vegans. <sighs> That's the trivia. Yeah. We'll see. Or maybe they're just people from Vegas. We'll see what they come up with. But that's that's about it from them. I mean, they don't have a, they have Eric Winalda as their head coach and he already called out Landon a little bit. So we'll see how that rivalry comes into play. Shots um, fired. Shots yeah. Fired. All right. So uh the next team. You good? We're good? We're good? Cool. Yeah, we're good. Next team is RGV Toros, uh, Rio Grande Valley. If you are a San Diego Soccer fan, you recognize Rio Grande Valley from last season. Um, it's kind of the as south Texas as you can get before you get into Mexico. 
Um, they play in Edinburgh, Texas. Um, kind of a they've that stadium has been described as the upside down of the USL. Um, RGV doesn't play great on the road, but somehow beat teams at home or play really well against teams at home. It's tough to get in there. It's um, tough place to play, and teams. Uh, really good teams go through a buzzsaw when they go to RGV and play them um, at home in Texas. Uh, the first year, they were really, really successful, and then they haven't made the playoffs since. Um, the interesting thing about RGV is they're the first hybrid affiliate team in the USL. Uh, so we talked a while ago about USL two teams are essentially um, attached to a major league team. You have affiliates that are independent, but they have an affiliation with the team. Um RGV and Houston Dynamo, or Daddy Dynamo as we call them, um, have a hybrid affiliation where Houston Dynamo control players and coaches, and then there's an independent owner who runs like the day-to-day operations um, and runs kind of the team locally. Um, there have been some rumors that that might uh, end. Uh, I'm, I haven't seen anywhere that that's actually been confirmed but I know there are a lot of problems with player development and RGV and then getting to the uh, the big club. And there's been a lot of players recently who've spoken out about that arrangement not being great for the players because um, it is kind of a jaunt to get down to RGV. Um, they do loan players from time to time, like the day or two before the game. So there's there it's there's been some rumblings in RGV that they are not happy because they get almost, it doesn't seem like they get a lot of benefit from being an affiliate uh, with Houston Dynamo. Uh, Although um, there's also some drawbacks for being your own independent club um, that you won't get as much talent dropping down. So there's a give and take there. Um, Like I said, they're always out of playoff contention but they can play spoiler at the end of the year. You're going on a playoff run, and then you have to go play RGV, and your playoff run might end in Southern Texas against a 13th, 14th ranked team. Interesting fact to add to RGV is, uh, I know last year their kit sponsor was Nature Valley, so uh, you know you will definitely get like flashbacks of when you were a kid eating those granola bars. Um, you know, every time I saw those orange kits, I was like, it's a granola bar. They're like, they're like granola bars on the field, on the pitch. You know what I mean? <laughs> uh, you know, I, I, Peanut butter. <laughs> I, I mean, you know, and so, so that was one thing, but another, uh, interesting fact, uh, to kind of share, and, and this may not mean much right now, but I think it will definitely lead to some improvements, uh, in their front office is, uh, RGV did just pick up the CEO from New Mexico United. Ron Patel is joining them as the president of RGV Toros, as well as the uh, Vipers basketball team. And so, and and why that's critical is here, uh, Ron Patel had also, or in New Mexico, had started uh, the Albuquerque Soul, which was a PDL team that later on joined the USL2 when they bought up those leagues. And so ultimately they really, he and his partners really did vie for a USL championship team to be uh, in New Mexico. And so with him going to RGV, you know, like as you were, you were alluding to Alan, I think that um, he's going to be able to really step in with player development for them as well. So 
Nice. Hmm. And sticking in Texas, the last yeah. the last uh, team that we have to talk about is San Antonio. So San Antonio Football Club. Okay, they were owned. They're owned by the Spurs Group. Uh, you know, interesting fact: if you're looking at the logo for San Antonio FC, it is very much the same logo as the Spurs basketball logo. Um, I, I got some time. I got to spend some time in San Antonio. Uh, last year with uh, one of the media personalities out there, Raven Call Harry uh, for San Antonio, Texas uh, pod. And, uh, you know, you know, really got to kind of see the inside. They play at Toyota Field, uh, a.k.a. the Sandbox. Um, you know, sometime of the year, it seems like their pitch has all kinds of dirt just in the grass. And it is it is hard for players to play there, obviously, they're probably used to it, but teams coming in, it is like the ball rotation is probably not what it, it seemed it could have been. Uh, stadium is is beautiful, mm-hmm. definitely colored seats. Um, you know, it is your ideal soccer specific stadium um, if you're a team that doesn't have one. So um, try to avoid if you're visiting there. Avoid like the humidity months because I went there and it was in <laughs> August and it was like I had an, a gorilla on my back. It was very pretentious humidity. Um, <laughs> their, support, their supporters are the Crocketeers. Definitely got to meet uh, some of their supporters and kind of hang out at their tailgate. Nicest people ever. Very generous. Um, so definitely if you're uh, going to visit San Antonio and you get to partake in their tailgate. Uh, they're very giving uh, for sure. Last year they finished 11th place. So they missed the playoffs. Um, so, you know, San Antonio was one of those teams where um, they at some point had a pretty, a pretty like substantial losing streak on the road. I want to say it was in the earlier months of the season uh they may have lost what was it like four or five games straight on the road alan i don't remember the number but i do remember that they they played pretty poorly on the road uh they're a solid home team for a minute but um you know they just weren't putting wins together and you know those things tend to snowball their their slogan is defend the 210 um what else could i tell you uh one of their key loans last season was uh, Frank Lopez, which we talked about weeks ago, that he is the new player signing over at OKC. Uh, so Frank Lopez came in and stimulated their offense. Uh, in 14 games, he was able to put down eight goals. He came, of course, from LAFC. I did find out and doing some research that they actually were affiliated with NYCFC um, <laughs> last year, something I did not know. So uh, that is very interesting. I don't know if I've really seen any sort of um, loans or, 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 you know, any player movement come from NYFC FC. Um, but that is their affiliation. And, uh, they do feature, uh, a breakout player, Christian Pirano. He was one of the first in franchise history to be featured in the, um, under 20 or 20 under 20. Yeah. He was very uh, good. So he's, yeah. And he's, he was ranked two on that list. Um, and so, and then they also just recently signed, uh, Blake Smith, who is uh, from Texas. He came from Pacific City FC. Uh, it's a big signing. Uh, they feel for them. It's great to always have 
someone who's obviously from the state um, in which the, the team is sitting at. But uh, yeah, so that's San Antonio FC. This this year in the offseason, they have been very closed, uh, closed-lipped about mm-hmm. their, their signings. Um, and I think a lot of that now that we see had to do with the fact that once they parted with the head coach, they were obviously, you know, trying to lock in who the head coach was, uh, which was their assistant, correct, Alan? Uh, yeah, I believe it was so an internal hire. Right, it was Alan. I don't have his last name. Um, but I remember, like, when the promo video came out for the assistant coach, he walks out of, of what is, like, the, the locker room staging area, and he kind of kind of flexes <laughs> a little bit, kind of hits the one button on his suit, and he's just looking out, and he's, like, he, like, takes off his shades, and it's like, bam, here I am. And, uh, you know, it, it definitely is, like, the mystery man in the locker room. Uh, so, definitely, once they announced him, it seemed like now they were very forthgiving with player signings. Yeah. They went from not knowing anything to seeing, like, almost the whole team come back from, you know, come back into light. Yeah, Alan Marcina. There you go. Yeah, he's part of uh, the he- previous administration's uh, Powell's uh, coaching staff, so it was the uh, internal hire. Uh, the other thing that I really liked last year about San Antonio was Matt Cardone and his epic, yes. epic beard, like the beard the of the USL. He, his beard is like, it's like thick. and uh, He's yeah. like hiding three defenders in his right? beard. Right, like right? <laughs> he looks like you if you have uh, played Red Dead Redemption and like, hyped out your like beard growing skills it, it was like that it's it was pretty epic and pretty fun to watch because it makes uh goalkeepers are usually pretty clean cut at least most of the ones that i see uh and so to have this guy running around jumping around with his beard uh it gives me hope that bearded people can also jump around uh so i get some inspiration from him uh i think maybe i'll He's got that banana suit too, man. Like yeah. like full yellow. It makes <laughs> it makes teams miss. <laughs> yeah, he's bright and bearded. So uh, check him out. Um, so that wraps up our preview for the uh, kind of highlighting some of our opponents. Um, next week we'll have New Mexico Los Dos, which is um, LA Galaxy two and Austin Bold. These were the um, three first teams into the playoffs. Uh, so we'll be highlighting those. Um, and we got some other exciting things coming down the way. Uh, so, um, Marissa, where can we find you yeah. on the internet? You can find me at hashtag Marissa spelled out. Uh, if you don't know how to spell hashtag, I'll put it up on the screen. If you're watching us on YouTube, whether live or on the replay, that's how you get a hold of me. Awesome. Chris, where can we find you? Uh, you can find me at by Chris Walker on the Twitter machine, as Alan would call it, as well as on Instagram. Nice. And you can find me at A Underwood48 on that Twitter machine. Uh, please out, make sure you follow uh, at fair underscore pod on Twitter as well. Um, subscribe on YouTube so you get some notifications. Uh, the podcast is out on iTunes and Spotify. Uh, We're working on some other options uh, are in the works, so please uh, give that a subscribe, uh, give it a listen, 
Uh, I think we're supposed to rate it. That's what they tell us. Um, yeah, give us five stars. Please. Like we're like an Uber driver. Oh, if we don't mess up too I bad, give us five stars. Episode feedback. <laughs> I do need to talk about the stickers. Yes, talk about those yes. stickers. Yeah, so we ordered stickers, and you get a sticker. Everyone gets a sticker. We're the Oprah Chris, stickers. Chris, you might get two. I don't know. She's we'll Oprah. The Oprah yeah, sticker. everyone gets a sticker, but you have to subscribe to us on YouTube. So we did get... Um, a guy who's actually from Oregon. Let me get his name really quick. Uh, shout out to Patty, named Patty Cat, named G O J. He is following us on Twitter. He's from Oregon, and uh, he wants a sticker sent to him. So I would say that that's our first. Like, that's not a host, a fan that that uh, is following us from up there. So. Nice. Shout out to whoever you are. I don't know your real name, but that's who the, you are. He's the not so local local. Just like <laughs> yeah. Right, right. And yeah. we will uh, be back each and every week to continue our off season. Um, if I see, if you see me out at the preseason on uh, preseason game on Sunday, say what's up. Uh, love to uh, meet and chat about any type of uh, soccer, but especially uh, San Diego loyal soccer. Uh, so. Yeah. We will see you guys or hear you guys next time. Bye. Peace. Peace out. This and every episode is brought to you by the Beautiful Game Network. You can find other podcasts at bgn.fm. The Fairweather Podcast is also sponsored by Roughneck Scarves, the official scarf supplier to MLS, USL, and U.S. Soccer. Get custom scarves for your group or team at roughneckscarves.com.